Welcome everyone to another episode of What's the Point Podcast, the podcast here at Waypoint Church that does, deals with all things Waypoint. Today, my people, we have a very special treat. I am joined by two of the most distinguished, two of the most incredible, most youthful, beautiful, and wonderful guests I ever had. we've ever had on Waypoint's podcast. I'll let them introduce by, themselves by saying their name and their favorite food to eat. Hello, my name is Eloise McCannon. I really don't have a favorite food. I like food in general. Good answer. <laughs> I'm Joan Long, and I'm like Eloise. I like most everything except seafood. Oh, no seafood. I love seafood. <laughs> Everyone, I'm joined today by Miss Eloise and Miss Joan, and we just wanted to bring in Two of our wonderful members of Waypoint Church who've been with us, who've served beautifully in children's ministry, who love the church, love the people, who also are two distinguished writers amongst us. And we just wanted to get a, get, have you guys have the opportunity, for those of you who don't know them, get to know them and see the, that um, the people of Waypoint, how much how many different areas we're involved in and how much that we can know each other and love each other, even though we might not see each other all the time. So this is our attempt to get to know each other and get, get, glean some wisdom from these two wonderful women. So I'm going to start off by asking a few questions. If you feel comfortable, if you guys want to, just chime in with any questions yourself. Tell us anything that you'd like to share with us. But I do. I mentioned really quickly that you guys are both writers. If you don't mind, uh, please share with me um, what it is that you have written, how many things you have written, and how you got started with that. I have today, as of today, I have written four books. I'm working on my fifth book now. And actually, it was through God. One day I was sitting, I was getting ready for work. And just like I'm talking to you, God came to me and said, I'd like for you to write a book. And I said, Who, me? Write a book? He said, Yes, you. He gave me the title, He gave me everything I need to do to write that book. However, at the time, I was remodeling my house, have no idea what happened to the piece of paper. But my mother always said, when he's ready, he'll come back and give me the title again. So I started writing, and and as I was writing, God eventually gave me the— in fact, he wrote the book for me. Mm. He is the author and the finisher of all my books. I go back and I read my own books, and I, I'm amazed. I can't imagine that I wrote that book. <laughs> so what was that first one called? My first book called Escaping Rapture of Devotion, mm. and it's kind of based on— somewhat on my life as as I was growing up as a teenager. However, a lot of it is uh, is not. And it's based out of Newport, Rhode Island. Wonderful. And Ms. Joan? Um, I uh, took a writing course at the University of North Carolina under Manly Wade Wellman. And uh, that kind of inspired me to uh, want to write. <laughs> Although I had always enjoyed writing things like letters and things like that as a child and growing up. Uh, but uh, I had time at, at that point uh, to do things. And I, belo- I uh, was in a, a Christian writers group, a group of women, and we had to write something every month. And so my first book uh, that I actually wrote do you want me to tell you about the, Absolutely. Uh, that? Okay. Uh, it was uh, uh, 
came um, <laughs> think of the name of my own book, <laughs> Depart from Evil. <laughs> and um, I wrote that, uh, and it has right much scripture, some scripture in it and so forth. Uh, but then the second book, I mean, I, I, that was the second book I had published, but I wrote it before I wrote the other one, which is mm -hmm. Daisy's Hope for Her Journey. And uh, that book, uh, I think, would be like, in a way, like a history book because I was born in 1931, and uh, I lived through the Great Depression and the World War II, and I just brought it up uh, uh, to the end of, uh, well, right after the war. Uh, is the story is of the Depression days and things I remembered, but it's a novel and. Uh, Anyway, that's it. <laughs> no, that's wonderful. That's absolutely wonderful. So both of you had somewhat kind of biographical elements to your first books or history about yourselves mm -hmm. tied into it. So just, I would love to know, where did you grow up and what was it like where you grew up? I actually grew up in Rhode Island. Um, I was born in South Carolina, but I, I, w I moved to Rhode Island when I was a baby. And I actually grew up in Rhode Island. It was wonderful, if I must say. I have a, a loving family I grew up in. We all love each other to this day. My mother was wonderful. My father wasn't around that much, but my mom made up for, for the time that he wasn't around because she loved us so, and she did so much with us and for us, and she encouraged us through the word of the Lord. She encouraged us to read the Bible, to, to stay in the Bible. That's what she always told us. And she'd always encourage us that you can do anything that you set your mind to do. She said, no, never let anyone tell you that you can't, because you can. She says, through God, just keep your faith in him, and through him, everything's possible in your life. That's good. So South Carolina, Rhode Island, mm -hmm. and Miss Joan. Um, I was born in Guilford County, North Carolina, but we only lived there about one year, and uh, we moved to uh, Randolph County. And um, uh, my mother had inherited a farm, a 120-acre farm from her father, and uh, so. Uh, uh, I just grew up on a farm where my dad raised wheat and. Um, oats and um, all kinds of things and we always had a garden and my mother always canned and everything like that and I um, went to, uh, that's uh, where I went to school too was at Providence uh, and it used to be a high school but when I got to the 10th grade uh, they consolidated the high schools and I had to go to Randleman which was the dearest little town. And uh, I was scared to death when I went there, a little country girl going to, to the big city, <laughs> although Randleman is not a big city. <laughs> That's great. And then, so how did you, how and when did you guys end up in this area? Oh, uh, my husband, I, I married my husband in 1951, and uh, he was in the Air Force. And he uh, he was already had been in Air Force five years, so he made a career of it, and uh, it was twenty years. So um, we were he was stationed in Greensboro when we met, and we stayed there about five years, and then we went only went to uh, Warner Robins, Georgia, for about nine months, and then we went to Alaska, 
um, for three years. And that was a long time to be away from my family, but I never really got lonely much because I worked at public work. I worked for the Weather Bureau, uh, and for the that was a government job. And um, we didn't have any children, and then and um, we moved. Uh, I mean, he had to uh, come to the well. He got stationed in Chapel Hill with the ROTC, um, and. He finished out his uh, 20 years here, and then we we just stayed on here. We <laughs> bought a house, buying a house, <laughs> and we had helped start a church, and so that's one reason we, that kept us here. So you moved here in what year was it? 1959. 1959. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. So you've been in this area for a while. <laughs> yep. So what brought you to this area? Well, actually, I moved here in 2010. Um, I came from Rhode Island, and my when my girls were old enough to go to college, my husband passed away. He was killed in a car accident when they were two and four, so I never wanted to separate the family. I always wanted to keep keep my two girls and myself together. So my oldest daughter wanted to go to Georgetown to medical school, so we all packed up. I bought a house in Virginia. We all moved to Virginia. And then in moving to Virginia, she was a Senate page, and one of the senators uh, convinced her to come down here to North Carolina Chapel Hill because that was his alma mater, and that he said that, you know, he would help her smooth the way and do everything. So that's kind of how we started originating to North Carolina. Mm-hmm. But then from, from um, Virginia, my, my oldest daughter, she, when she graduated her doctorate, she was in um, drug rehabilitation and alcohol for... Um, for for children and what happened was she had done some work for John Hopkins and Duke University and in doing so Paris had found out about it and they commissioned her to come to Paris so we ended up in Paris for five years and I got really sick when I was in Paris and that's how I ended up in North Carolina because I needed someone at that time to take care of me and my daughter that lived here and her husband took me in to take care of me. So you went from eating Paris French food to Chapel Hill, North Carolina. I'm, yeah. Is that like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Quite a transition. It was. <laughs> well, that's great. So um, you both mentioned husbands. Would you mind sharing how you guys met your husband and a little bit about them? I met my husband at the Newport Jazz Festival. In fact, my first book kind of entitled somewhat about how I met my husband. Um, I was going to Providence College at the time, and he was going to um, Brown University. And we're at the Newport Jazz Festival. I'll always remember it was the first year that Roberta Flack came out that she was singing A Band of Gold. (laughs) And I was sitting on a blanket, and this gentleman kept walking by, kept walking by, and all of a sudden he stops. And he sits sits and he starts talking to me. And from that day, it was like instant, like love at first sight. I love that. I love that. So how many times do you think he walked past? Oh, my goodness. Uh, <laughs> he must at least about 10 times or more before he got the courage to sit You're down. You're trying to build up that courage. Yeah. <laughs> I know how that is. I know how that is. <laughs> and Miss Joan? Um, it was a blind date. Oh, a blind date. <laughs> Who set it up? Uh, uh, when Cecil was, uh, you know, was, he was in the Air Force. He was a staff sergeant. And, uh, see, there was no base there at, uh, in Greensboro, North Carolina. Uh, they had done away with the the ORD that uh, had been there, but 
uh, they had sent him out from Birmingham, Alabama, or the the uh, whatever the name of the base was down there, uh, to take care of the records of these people that, after World War II, had to uh, stay in. Uh, I don't know what you call it, uh, for 10 years. And uh, so he had all the records of these uh, officers, uh, mainly, and um, and they had, had had a meeting once a week, and uh, sometimes the, some of them would come into his office and talk to him and things like that. But anyway, um, we stayed on there for five, five years. <laughs> Um, oh, you want me to tell about how we, that was about how we met? <laughs> well, anyway, um, he asked me to marry him after ten days of dating or <laughs> 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 knowing him. <laughs> I thought he was teasing, so I said, "Well, ask me tomorrow." And sure enough, he asked me the next day. <laughs> so I told him that. Uh, I would uh, uh, wouldn't date anybody else, you know, and and in four months we got married. <laughs> wow, that's awesome! That's awesome. I love that. Well, so um, you mentioned daughters and yes. family. Please tell me about children, any grandchildren or anything like that. I'd love to hear about them. I have two daughters, uh, and also have a son that I adopted when he was sixteen years old, and and I have let's see, five grandchildren. And I just had my first great grand. Wow. I am so excited. Wow. <laughs> you know, God has really done wonders in my life because when my husband passed away, I was really, really sick in the hospital. I didn't think I would make it. Mm-hmm. And I prayed and prayed and I asked God to allow me to just just to live long enough to see my girls grow up so they don't have to, you know, be passed around to home to home. But, not, but you know, God is so good. If he never blessed me a day again in my life, I have even got to see a great-grandchild. Wow. I'm so happy. <laughs> so you have how many grandchildren again? Five. Five grandchildren and a great-grandchildren. Wow. Miss Joan? Um, we have two children, but we were married 10 years before we ever had any children. Mm-hmm. And uh, my daughter came first, and then about two and a half uh Years later, uh, my son Brent uh, came along, and uh, we were very, very happy to have children. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> and uh, let's see, Allison has three children, and her husband died when he was uh, 39, and she raised them by herself. They're all grown up now, and the two boys are married, but uh, the daughter isn't uh, yet because she wants to be a missionary, and uh, I'm so proud of her. I did help her go to college so, because she went to a Christian college. And um, then Brent has um, uh, one stepson and then um, uh, two children of their own. And then he, um, I mean, they adopted a little girl from Guatemala. And so that, let's see, I think I count seven, isn't it? Seven, I believe. And then I have uh, three great-grandchildren wow that's a love it what a blessing what a blessing okay so you have children grandchildren a great-grandchildren so mm-hmm. our church happens to be a church where there's a bunch of children 
and Amen. parents with ages you know, who, who are experiencing craziness when it comes with little kids. What advice would you give to parents? Well, what are some words of wisdom or advice or encouragement that you'd like to share with some of our parents? Well, as a parent, I've always, I always felt like just love them, be attentive, listen to them because they do matter. I mean, a lot of people, a lot of parents shut their children out because they figure they have the wisdom, but that's not always so. I've learned in my upbringing with my kids, I'm not always right. And I'm not, I'm not afraid to tell them when I'm wrong and, and apologize to them. So I think um, a well-balanced household and just love. That's what kids need most, just love. That's good. Uh, I, th- I think, and uh, in, in raising my own children, uh, that I kept them in Sunday school. Uh, then all the way, uh, and they, they both always loved the church and took their families to church. Mm-hmm. In fact, my daughter played the piano for a, a small church in Person County uh, for 25 years. And um, Brent has always been active in church, too, and, and their families, which is good, I think. And um, I, I really think that uh, doing things like having devotions with your children, uh, I usually did that every morning while they were eating breakfast, and then um, just um, having them to learn Bible verses and things like that, and to, uh, like Eloise said, to listen to your children, and uh, and not, uh, I mean, and uh, and I always my children uh, took a, took part in different things too. I think. That's one thing uh, that so many parents nowadays have to work, and they don't. Uh, they miss out on ball games and um, and programs at uh, school and stuff like that. And I really think that's one thing that's wrong with some of the uh, families nowadays. They're too busy for their children. Wow, well, good words. So I'm gonna go for something serious and good advice to something I want to know a little bit, little bit about this. You ready? What was the worst thing you ever got in trouble for? <laughs> I can't think about that. I mean, because we just went from asking <laughs> advice and hearing about going to church and everything. Let's get the dirt now. <laughs> what was the worst thing you ever got in trouble for? Oh, I know the worst thing I ever got in trouble for. Did I ever get in trouble <laughs> when? When uh, my cousin and I, I believe we were 15 at the time, and we 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 met these two guys, and they were they seemed like really nice guys. They were really nice guys. They ended up to be really nice guys, but they had a sports car, a really <laughs> nice sports car. So they said, "Do you want to go for a ride around the block?" <laughs> and I, we figured, well, since the two of us were together, it would be okay. <laughs> Well, <laughs> it wasn't okay. I mean, the guys was really nice. Nothing happened. But when they, when we ever got back, my mother was waiting. <laughs> she not only beat me, she beat my cousin too. Because <laughs> she had told us, no, no, you don't trust strangers. You don't go places with strangers. <laughs> right, absolutely. <laughs> That's a good one. Oh, they ever got in trouble after that? <laughs> 
<laughs> well, I remember uh, I was five years older than my younger brother. There were seven of us children, and uh, everybody else had uh, was working or doing something, and my mother was doing laundry, and. Um, Back in those days, uh, we didn't have running water, and um, she was. Uh, we had a spring, and she—that's where she did her laundry was uh, out of the water that came out of that spring. And I was supposed to look after my little brother. Well, uh, I. She sent me to the neighbor's house to borrow something. Anyway, I didn't come back home. I, I saw my uh, ne next neighbor that had a daughter about my age, and she wanted me to go home with her, and I did. Mm -hmm. I didn't come back, and I didn't come back. Well, my mother had had to stop her laundry to take care of my little brother, and I got a whipping for that. <laughs> <laughs> and um, looking back on it, I deserved it. <laughs> I did too. Well, just because we're in the spirit of sharing now, and I got to admit myself, I still remember this day. Um, I, this is the worst whipping I ever got. Is that um, I went to my mom, asked for extra offering. My mom would give me a dollar to put an offering plate with the kids' church. Uh -huh. So I said, Mom, I want to give more today. So she gave me $5. So I said, wonderful. Well, when we went off to kids' church, I took that money, snuck out of the church, went across the street to the gas station, and bought candy with it. <laughs> Came back and pretended like I never left. My mom knew. Later on that day, she asked me, she said, oh, what did you learn in kids' church today? I said, oh, about Jesus. And I made up a story. Ooh, I got a whipping like you wouldn't believe. <laughs> It was legendary. It was one of those, like, oh, I won't be able to sit for a long time. And you don't do it again. Uh, never happen again. Never happen again. I still remember that one. Okay, so what kind of things and activities that you do now bring you joy? What do you like to do? I love my children. I love children. I love working the children's ministry. I love making the books for them, the activities for them. I just love children are my joy. And I believe um, it's something that God wants me to do. He wants me to teach his children about the word. And, you know, and he gives me the advice on how to do it. And, you know, just helping out my granddaughter with the new baby right now, that brings me such joy as well. Uh, but also my writing. My writing brings me great joy because that was also something that God had asked me to do. And to be obedient to him, that brings me great joy. It does. That's wonderful. Well, I'm not as active as I used to be at 92, um, and I don't drive as many places uh, as I used to, so I'm not really doing very much now. Um, I have done in the, uh, a lot in the past <laughs> um, because I, was, I got to be a stay-at-home mother, and I'm so glad of that, and uh, so I had a few little extra, uh, you know, after the children got grown or, or were able to stay by themselves some, you know, I did do some things. Um, I did a lot of volunteering, and uh, you don't make much money at that. <laughs> but <laughs> it, was, it was things that I really enjoyed. Uh, I, um, I belonged to the... Uh, the um, homemakers club for 23 years. Uh, I did um, Girl Scouts 
um, and thanks, you know, for the kids at school and all. And I have, uh, I have taught, well, not taught. I don't call myself a teacher. I am a guide. I have guided, above, I don't know it now, but I have guided a Bible study for 40 years. And, uh, and I'm not right now, I'm, I'm uh, only Bible study I'm in is on, one on Zoom. And I don't go places as much as I used to. I always enjoyed um, traveling. And uh, my husband and I did right much of that. And after he passed away, um, Allison and I took a trip to Hawaii and then to, uh, with, uh, we went to Alaska, the, the part of Alaska that I didn't live in. Wow, and those so, are good trips. <laughs> uh-huh, so. Um, don't let anybody, don't let Miss Joan fool you listeners. Miss Joan is very active and very sprightly. She is. <laughs> <laughs> well, I try to look on the good side of life, you know, and, uh, I, I, I seldom, I don't ever get lonely or I don't, I don't get depressed or I don't, I don't know what's wrong with me. I think, I think it's because I do a lot of praying, you know, I, I just say little prayers all the time, like, Lord, help me do this and help me do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but she's our inspiration. Mm, well, she's she's she many is, people's yes, inspiration. Yes, she really is. <laughs> well, so Miss well. Joan, I got to share with you. Uh, one of my favorite things is worshiping it, uh, on worshiping on Sunday morning when I see you sitting behind me, uh, hear you singing the songs, and you sit right behind me in that second row. Usually James and Tonya are next to you, and hearing see, see you guys sitting together worshiping together, it was was, was uh, one of my great um, joys I get in seeing our family together like that on Sunday morning. So I, I'm such a fan of seeing that, Miss Joan. So you, you're an encouragement to my heart. <laughs> well, thank you. I appreciate you saying that. <laughs> so and and I love your children. You know, uh, uh, little Josiah. Uh, he's not little anymore. <laughs> he's not. <laughs> but uh, he has always loved me ever since we. Um, uh, y'all, you know, we ever since we met, uh-huh. uh, for some reason or other, he has always waved at me. <laughs> he calls my name uh-huh. and and things like that, and he's a joy to be around. Well, thank you. He loves people. Oh well, he loves you both. Mm-hmm. That's wonderful. Um, so, what is one thing from the past, one thing in your history, or maybe a couple things, whatever, something like that, that you wish would come back? Something that you really enjoyed. It could be a style. It could be a way of life. It could be a philosophy. It could be music. Whatever it is. Something you're like, man, this would, I wish this came back into popularity. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I, I suppose when, um, I have to say, when, when my children were younger, um, just the activities, the vacations, the things that, that we did, um, you know, as they get older now, they have their own life, their own families, and we vacation, but not like we used to. Mm-hmm. We used to do like two vacate, two family vacations, sometimes three a year. We we go someplace as a family. Uh, how? But the news is it's coming back because two twenty two twenty five. We're going to Ka- Ka- Cairo as a family. Wow! <laughs> so Cairo sounds fun. Yeah, yeah. As a family, you it's even better. Everywhere. I, I need to ask the question. Next, next question needs to be: <laughs> Where are some famous places you guys have been? 
Hmm, I, I, let's see. Say that question again, please. So I was thinking maybe uh, it could be a style of music or a fashion fad or a, a, a philosophy or way of doing things that you just really kind of are nostalgic about. So, for yeah. example, for me, um, it could be I miss... R&B from the 90s. I don't know. Or it could be the slap bracelet that I love so much. Or uh, it could be something like that, maybe. Um, I don't know. I, 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 one thing that I kind of miss is that like, I felt like as a teenager in the 90s, um, you can go out and outside and hang out with your friends at the mall or do something like that. I feel like and nowadays, kids don't do that. As it's a matter of fact, safe. Yeah, and as a matter of fact, I was at the mall and they're, like, they're asking kids, and I was wondering what was going on. Security guards were asking kids, like, who are you here with? Mm-hmm. I was like, why? And they were saying, because you're not allowed to be at the mall if you're under the age of 18. Mm-hmm. I was like, what? What happened? You know, like, mm-hmm. I remember when I was younger, I was just like, mom would drop me off at the mall mm-hmm. and I would just walk around. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, I, I really miss... Some of the music that we had. Oh, what did you like? Uh, well, uh, my husband and I both liked Southern gospel music, oh. and we went to many. We went to the National Quartet Convention for twenty-two years. We went to uh, the there was something in Greenville, South Carolina, called, uh, and we went to that nineteen years. So I really miss being able to go to those things now mm. and um it was just it was sort of a way of life and i met so many new people and everything and that's the one thing that uh since he passed away well he was sick too for seven years and we didn't get to go much places then but uh that's that's the part of my life that i really miss mm. okay my next question Tell me about some of the favorite places you visited. Where is it? Some of the most, it could be some of the most exotic, or it just doesn't have to be. Just some of your favorite places you've ever visited. Let's see. Well, the, well, the best, I think, was, hmm, God, I've been so many places. Let me see. Uh, I enjoyed Hawaii. I really loved Hawaii. But I think living in Paris, that really, that really helped a lot because I went to American Church of Paris while I was there. I got to meet so many people and connect with so many people and made a lot of friends. But while I was there, I got to go on a lot of excursions, like to Ireland and different places. And I think going to, I can't remember the name of the church in Ireland that we went to, but they said that they had the vial of the blood of Jesus. Hmm. That's what they said. And it was behind a glass and you'd come up and the priest would pray for you, you know, um, oh, like you, you couldn't touch it or anything because in a glass, but the priest would pray for you, you know, and it was the most, oh, the church was absolutely beautiful though. You know, the church itself and we were there, they did a service there for everybody. And, and I think that was, um, that kind of made that place. I don't know if the word magical is, is seem the right word to use, but, <laughs> yeah, no, but, cool. but, you know, it's, um, it like, Almost, you, you got in touch with the Lord, right? You know, uh, there's something about reverence and majesty that helps you uh-huh. understand, like, wow, you know, kind of connects you a different way. So that's uh-huh. really wonderful. Uh-huh. I th- I think one of the things that I enjoyed most was uh, uh, my daughter and I, Allison's her name. Uh, we went on a cruise with Dr. Charles Stanley, 
and it was to Alaska, and it was to Ketchikan and and, uh, Juneau and some parts of Alaska that I did not get to visit when uh, we'd lived there those three years. And just uh, the the atmosphere on the the, uh, ship and all the preaching and Mm -hmm. teaching and and all the gospel music that was on there, uh, I think that was one of my very most experiences that uh, I've, I've really enjoyed. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. Okay, so two, twofold question. Both of you look radically young and beautiful and lively and vibrant. <laughs> what are some advice to other people that you may give them to stay connected, to stay um, enjoying life? Just advice that you can give them. Well, the advice my mother always gave as we were growing up, she said, stay connected. Know the word. Know when you're being deceived by the word. But if you don't stay in the word, you'd never know. So she taught us at an early age to really appreciate and read the Bible. And I think that alone has helped a lot. It's helped in raising my children and them raising their children because we stay connected. As you say, stay connected to the vine. And that always gives you the encouragement and the strength you need to do whatever you need to do. So that's what I would say. That's good. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Um, <laughs> um, I, um, I, I really... Uh, feel like like uh, Eloise said to read your Bible every day and to uh, uh, pray a lot mm-hmm. um, I pray for little things <laughs> uh, like uh, don't let my car break down and things <laughs> like they, say, they say pray for everything to be healthy uh, eat healthy and uh, um, get plenty of rest. I, I sleep well, which I, I'm very thankful for because a lot of people my age do not sleep well. Mm-hmm. And um, just uh, be a, and have a good attitude about things. That's part of life that mm-hmm. a lot of people say, oh, me, well, <laughs> <laughs> Why me, huh? <laughs> That's right. Why not but me? I, I don't say those things. I try to look on the good side of, and and good side of people. Look on the good side of people mm-hmm. too, rather than, uh, you know, um, make fun of somebody or, or anything like that. But uh, that's really, I think, what. Uh, and if people say that. Uh, that I don't look like I'm uh, um, 92, I always say, it's Merle Norman makeup. <laughs> that, that makes me look that way. <laughs> That's a good word. That's, a good... <laughs> That's the kind of makeup I use. <laughs> That's good. That's good. That'll be helpful for, for a lot of people. Uh, well, so at Waypoint, we're blessed, so blessed mightily by having both of you um, serve our kids, to love our people. Do you have, what word would you want to give to some of the people at Waypoint who are listening to this? What, what encouragement? What have you been encouraged by? Um, what are just some things that you'd love to share with the people who are listening to this right now? 
every Sunday when I get up, well, I start on Saturday, actually, I get up and I pray for all the ministers, not, not just the minister at Waypoint, but everywhere. And I pray that they will let God use them to, to deliver a word that somebody is needed because we all need some encouragement. And I think we get that encouragement through the word. And uh, so I pray for that all the time. But one thing, when I come to Waypoint, I'm never short. I'm all, I always receive something. Um, the word might not be for me that Sunday, but I still receive something from it. We have awesome ministers here. I, I tell everyone that. That's one reason why I stay at Waypoint, because um, they stay in the word, and that's very important to me. Um, I've learned so much being here. Um, there's a lot of love in this church. Um, and that's what we need. We need love. We need family. Family means a lot to me, not just my little immediate family, but the connections of family that I make, that means a lot to me. And I know I don't know a lot of people at Waypoint and I'd like to get to know the people at at Waypoint, uh, better because family is very important to me. Uh, what I love about this church is the seeing all the children that are here. Uh, I, I, my home church that I grew up in, they have no children. And when the, when the generation that's there now dies, I'm afraid the church will cl- have to close, perhaps. I hope that doesn't happen. But I love seeing the young families with the young children and I do enjoy the teaching and uh, the fellowship and um, all the uh, people that I, I don't really know a lot of people, but they know me <laughs> and speak to me. And the people are friendly here. That's one thing. I mean, they just uh, speak to you even though they don't know your name and things like that. So uh, that is, and the, the teaching is good. And I would not go to a church that does not teach from the Bible. And that the Bible is taught in this church. Waypoint Church, I want you to, to know how blessed we are. That we have jewels and sources and founts of wisdom um, and of life like Miss Joan and Miss Eloise. And one way to take advantage of them, and I'm sure if they don't, I hope they don't mind me saying this, is go find them. Go, go talk to them on Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. Um, make yourself available. Love. and I don't think they'll care. I don't think they'll mind you wanting to connect with them. <laughs> and what a blessing it is for us to have people like them who we know love our kids, love you guys, love this church, and they're such wonderful sources of wisdom. So please, church, take advantage of that. Serve them, love them, and get to know them. I'm blessed and, ch- blessed and changed by that. So, last question. If someone wants to read your books, how can they do that? My books are in all bookstores, Amazon, Bonds and Noble, any bookstore, even um, online bookstores, uh, Walmart even, my, bo- my books are there. And uh, I also sell books on my website. So if you want to connect, my website is very simple. It's just uh, www.christianromance.net. My website, and I sell books on my website as well. But uh, if you just Google Eloise Epps McKinnon at any of the bookstores, you'll be able to find all my books. Wow, I wish I uh, could say that about mine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I, at first, when I uh, first published them, I had sales mainly from my friends and my and my uh, relatives, uh, and I, I never have uh, had any uh, book signings or anything like that. Uh, and um, it's on Amazon, and I do get a lot of phone calls wanting to even make movies out of mine, <laughs> my two books. Um, but uh, uh, anyway, if uh, the library here at the church has my that. books, uh, both books, yeah. and the, the name of them, I'll tell you the name again, it's Daisy's Hope for Her Journey, and the other one is Depart from Evil. And that Depart from Evil is is really... Uh, I wrote it in 19, I mean, published it in 1917, I mean, 20, 2017. But uh, I haven't sold, well, I hadn't gotten any money off of either one in a couple of years. But anyway, they're uh, in the public library here and in uh, some other towns. That, but, we also uh, have them at the Waypoint Library, but there's only yeah, the one way- copy of each. Yes. And so if somebody has them, you have to wait. So you can, better just go online and get them. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> Maybe I'll sell some books. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Let's get everybody here. You guys, priceless collection for your bookshelves, guys. Well, Miss Eloise, Miss Joan, thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much for the way you love. Thank you so much for the wisdom. Thank you so much for the care. Uh, thank you for the example. Uh, thank you that we get to be part of body together. We love you. We appreciate you. And we just thank God for you both. So uh, Waypoint Church, we're blessed to have them. And I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode and, uh, of our podcast. And uh, we'll see you next time. Bye, everybody. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> so I hope to see you on Sunday. Yes. <laughs>